where people can go and set up their bands anywhere on the streets. And so it's like a big celebration for the longest day of the year, um, you know, countrywide. Oh, wonderful. It happens, it happens to be my birthday, too. So it's like, okay, I'll just pretend like it's my birthday party. Yeah. And everyone is, every entire country is celebrating your, entire world is actually celebrating your birthday. <laughs> All right, that's a little far, but still, I can, I can pretend that, um, but it, but it's, it is, it's a really a nice creative, creative energy flow. And that's why I love Paris so much. Oh, wonderful. So I wish you a wonderful journey ahead, a uh, lot of blessings on the path and a uh, lot more to unfold. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I received that. Mm, so a very exciting topic today. Thank you so much. I, I want to Thank to our audience, actually, because we get a nice feedbacks from, from you guys. The topics are very... ...all know. And as we go to this journey, I think today we are about to unfold, uh, I guess, the biggest secret of the pure love and harmony. Um, and that might be... Um, Oh, you, 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 you phrase it properly, so maybe you, you say what we are talking about. <laughs> Our formula? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How how do yeah. how do we say like? Well, I mean, for those of you who have been with Sasha a while, you know he has a great articulation um, and explanation for everything. So I tend to put things like in bullet points, and then he can really expand things. So we're talking about our formula, and like the real quick way we can talk about the formula, pure love and harmony formula, and then we can go in and kind of unpack it and talk about each piece of it more. Mm -hmm. So the formula in short form is proper communication plus proper nutrition plus coat care equals a happy, healthy dog. Mm. Like in its essence, those are the three pillars, if you will, that you build on to have a ha happy, healthy dog. The one that seems like is the most complicated in terms of what we've been taught and what we kind of need to unlearn and relearn is proper communication with the dog. Mm. Yep. And we talked about it and we had Alex on as a guest to talk about her new puppy and introducing it to her, her dog and her household and everything. But there's just layers upon layers of questions about how to properly communicate your dog and understand what your dog is trying to say to you. And there's a lot of information out there that's conflicting with how you teach it. And so I just like real quickly for a minute, I think what might be helpful for people is understand the background of where you, your philosophy for developing how to understand what a dog is saying to you and then how you can communicate best to your dog. Mm. Yeah, so that was like really in the bullet points because I wouldn't dare explain it in so short and <laughs> I know. Forward, well, so well, thank you so much. I know. It's like a starting point for each like because communication in and of itself you can talk about for we can talk about it for so long. Yeah, but uh, when we talk about a formula, like a Pure Love and Harmony Wellness Formula, as we named it, um, because it's uh, it's very important, like in which order we uh, give attention to this to these pillars, uh, because I must say, uh, with this uh, with this uh, particular harmony testing that we do with the coat, right? Often time, and often I had I had that already in our experience in in my experience, is that. Oftentimes, the dogs when we when we get the results from from tested dogs and all all the scientists that are working on, on those uh, readings those those datas, I got oftentimes the question, is this dog a vegetarian? Because the level of the uh, amino acids and the proteins and everything the structure within the, the tissue and the coat testing that we are doing in this essence to to dive in deep into a dog's body and see what's yeah. going on there, they see as the dog is not eating uh, animal protein at all. And yet on the other side, the dog is eating two, two, two pounds of the, of, the, of the meat every day. Hmm. So how that happens, 
that actually the food we eat, the dog eats, cannot be absorbed and received by the body. So, and I yeah. was always thinking about like, if I would need to make this formula and how, how the formula would look like, like how much of what you need to put in. And then I was, uh, I, I was like, um, I was looking to that, um, hierarchy, Maslow hierarchy of needs, right? Uh, yeah. the, he, he explained it to the humans, but then I was trying to, to, to see, uh, and learning about this, uh, canine communication and how important for the dog is to belong feel welcomed in the environment and being understood as a creature of for who the dog is. Mm -hmm. And just after the dog is relaxed and calm, not in a, not in a, not in a, a state of the chronic stress, the body can absorb the nutrition provided. Right. Yeah. And just after the dog is calm and trusts the humans and all the nutritions presented through the food are, are, are absorbed with the body. The beauty through the coat can shine and radiate. So the coat care comes as a last point where actually to discover this formula, I came the opposite way because uh, entire my life I was grooming dogs. Oh, right, right. Right. Yeah, I was grooming dogs, so I was interested only in the beauty of the dog, and I was showing dogs. I for thirty years I was showing dog, and I was I was using the formula without actually knowing I'm using it because right. my dog has a gorgeous coat, and had a gorgeous body, and behaved perfectly. But I didn't know actually what I did. It was more likely I wanted to have these results. What I need to do? Okay, let's do this and let's do that. But not without conscious awareness of what 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 gave me those results. But now lately, especially since we start to uh, work so closely with a high world top scientist on this on this field, yeah. we learned about how eliminating the stress in the dog's environment is a fundamental way of uh, bringing the log, uh, putting the log, putting the dog on the path of happy, healthy, and long life. Well, so, this makes, um, it makes a lot of sense though, Sasha, because that's what I feel like we've learned in humans too, that you can have a perfectly nutritious diet, but if you have a lifestyle that is riddled with stress and an environment that's chaotic, that it's still going to affect your physiology and, and then the nutrition like you said, might not be absorbed and it doesn't have the impact that you would want it to. Yeah, that's so simple, actually, when you when you understand it, it's so simple. But and then uh, let me just uh, kind of like put this picture of mine when I was thinking about why did I learn so much about the communication, canine yeah. communication and the nutrition is because when I was showing dogs, uh, you know, those dogs were like million dollars worth show dogs and the clients were flying me all over the world for the shows and uh, I, I was I was paid to do the job the best possible way. So there is no no place for mistake, you know? Right. No one asks you like, how do you feel? Are you tired? No one cares about that. What you right. need to do is make the dog perform up to their best. Right. And then- uh, And look perfect too. And look for that. That's, that, that was what I was really known for. My dog yeah. looks as a little statues. But yeah. why they want so much is because they were acting towards me, always wanting to make that charisma that, that my do show dogs had were something that was actually radiating through the space and time and grabbed attention to everyone watching. So yeah. why the dogs did that? It's because I had a special relationship with them through the communication. And because, and I said, like, if the dog doesn't like to be shown or he doesn't like to be groomed, he gonna, he gonna obstruct, like he gonna be upset. He won't stay for me. He won't work for me. I would need to force the dog to do some things. And oftentimes we would force the dogs to do and to behave by actually creating a lot of stress on them in order to bring them in the state of freeze. So like yeah. a child. Yeah. And again, we are coming back to what we talked about 10, 10 episodes in a row. And then um, slowly, if the dog doesn't have an, if the dog is not proper nutrition and if it's not proper communicated with, there is no coat. I can, I have all the, I can have all the knowledge and technique in the world, but if my dog doesn't like to be groomed and he doesn't have a, a nutritional a supplementation of the body that creates a beautiful coat, I can be the best stylist in the world. I won't be able to make a dog look right. nice. 
Yeah. So, yeah. and then uh, with this slowly awareness about when, when I started to create uh, Pure Love and Harmony uh, back in Fairfield, this when we met actually, uh-huh. we offered to this little Fairfield community uh, a beautiful uh, spa that was actually focusing on all three pillars of this. Uh, of this. But we just, I just didn't have it as much as uh, clear in my mind of what comes first and how. So it's not only a communication with the dog. It's not the training of the dog. It's not obedient of the dog. Your dog is not in a perfect state if it's not in a state of proper communication with the owner or the doggy parent. That's very important. And only when the dog is calm, but not calm out from pressure and obedient way of calmness, but calm by choice. Calm by conscious decision of of conscious um, um, feeling, no. Yeah, it's peace. I think there's a there difference. There you go. Like, but it's, it's but it's very important that that's that 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 peace that the log feels feel is a choice. Yeah, so he feel yes. Because he he feels he belongs to a family. He's a part of the family at the right place, not on the pedestal like a king. Not as a peasant on the on the in, in some little uh, you know piece of the property locked somewhere in the garage. No, on the feet of the master, and we can call them like a last little. If you draw the pyramid or structure of the of the of the family, the dogs are always in the below corners, and that's where they feel the best. That's where they serve the best, and that's where they give us a possibility to learn how to serve the best without expectations, without projections, and without uh, making this world uh, look like like I know what's best for you. And in all in that, when I know what's best for you, I kind of like I kill you in that process, right? I, I strangle you in that process, if that makes sense. I, yeah. I know. I think well, <laughs> well, I I feel like it still comes back to understanding how to really be a proper leader. It does. Like how to lead ourselves, and if we know how to really lead ourselves, then we know how to lead our dogs. True. A lot of people we do not know how to lead ourselves, like self leadership. So we don't know how to lead other people, and certainly not our dogs. We we go default back to obedience training, things we've been taught. Which is kind of like parent, like we are old, obedient. Old. We are obedient trained. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. I was like, it sounds like that's what we do each other. Like, church just kind of does that sometimes. Religion, I should say, I guess not church, and then like some societal expectations, and so we become obedient to these things, and then we suppress ourselves, ourselves, and that's what we end up doing with our dog if we don't learn how to communicate. And lead them correctly too. Yes, and then no matter you can you can feed them gold, the most expensive food on the planet, if the communication channel doesn't get a chance for those hormones to be really because you, you, uh, for the I, let me finish the sentence for those hormones to be released, and the hormones are you know guided by the glands with the internal um, extraction. How you say not it's not extraction. How you say that secretion, right? And yeah. you know. We know that when we learn about the, how the dog become a dog from the wolf, and then we have that evolutionary, very important evolutionary experiment that was performed by Dr. Belyaev on the silver foxes. And mm-hmm. when he did a analysis of the body of the foxes, he said, why these are so domestic? Why these are so tame and the other ones are so aggressive? What's happening there? And when he did a blood analysis, and they, he, he analyzed the... The, the hormonal structure of those of those of those animals, what he find is that the one that were aggressive and afraid of the humans had a high level of adrenaline and mm-hmm. a high level of cortisol. And the others, the cortisol is stress hormone, uh, and we have it. The cortisol is there if the if the adrenaline keeps pumping out all the time. Right. Right. And that's a that that's a chronical stress, right? The cortisol mm-hmm. is a is a hormone of the chronical stress. But then on the other side, if the cortis if the adrenaline moves away like a survival hormone, right? If mm-hmm. that moves away because of the circumstances are like that, 
Now I need to get closer to a humans. If the if the adrenaline moves away, then all the other hormones are able to show their expression. Right, exactly. So if the if the if the if the adrenaline is high and adrenaline is high, if the dogs are if the dogs are in a state of freeze or fight or flight mode. Yeah. Yeah. Then all the other hormones that actually should help digestion won't be there because it's right. not important to digest the food. It's important to survive. Right. Yeah. Makes so perfect no, sense. And then and then that's that brings us uh, higher on the on the scale, uh, higher on the ladder. So now we have a proper communication. If that's in place, then the nutrition makes sense. And if the nutrition makes sense, then the communication and nutrition give a give a rise to the beautiful code, then you can do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. And that that's what where you said that beauty radiates from within, but from right. within on every level. Yeah. That's transcending the beauty from the level of the source. And where the source of the beauty is in peace. And you can have an a peace if you are surrounded with the stress. And what creates a stress in the human-dog relationship, it's a communication, it's a training, it's a behavior challenge, it's a behavior modification. I don't want to be modified by no one. Yeah. I don't want to modify anyone, right? And why would we modify any behavior if we can bring the dogs to a point of willingly behave properly in a way of acceptance, acceptance behavior, uh, the provide us with a behavior that's acceptance and very uh, pleasant to us, as a way of their communication response to our communication uh, environment that we create with our behavior and uh, you know proper interaction with the dogs. And it's so simple, it's so easy, and it's so wonderful. So we came up to uh, to make this. Um, to make this uh, uh, pure love and harmony wellness formula that's mm-hmm. actually have everything in place uh, uh, exactly on the right place. That's why we start with the communication. From the communication, we build in the nutrition. From the nutrition, we build in the beauty. And that's so easy and so simple and so wonderful. It, it really is. And also, we have have a lot of not correct information out there that we've been taught. So I think that the real important thing with the formula is is the awareness of what we're operating from right now so we can equip ourselves with the right information of you know really how to communicate so we're not repeating these kind of cycles with our animals with the dogs. That's that's very important because the the uh, the 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 world around us, the mainstream world of the behavior, nutrition, and the and the grooming, because that's how that how those industries are called. Like it's a behavior and training, right? right. Nutrition, right. okay, it's like a nutri- food and nutrition, right? That's okay. And then you have a grooming, like an industry. And those three industries are actually separated, right? The the trainers have their own things, the nutritionists have their own things, the groomers have their own things, and then the clients tend to go all over the place. And usually, the informations that they are provided, they are cross uh, matching each other. They don't match actually, right? right? Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, what I was uh, uh, what I started to create in this in uh, Fairfield, like back in, with Vedran, uh, like um, that was like two thousand twenty one. No, it was oh, earlier. Nineteen. We met we met twenty one, but we started to work on that like much earlier. Yeah. So that, that little that little shop in in Fairfield, yes, that yes, little salon, so that was the outcome of our brainstorming on how should we put these three things together. And it's yeah. not easy. It's not easy to communicate. And that I think that's that will be a very big mission of the Pure Love and Harmony, to put this uh, in in use because um, uh, people now. If you say, oh, I'm certified behaviorist or I'm certified um, mm-hmm. trainer or whatever you got the certification from keeps you in this matrix that keeps producing a same outcome that we want to get rid of. Uh, certified nutrition, you, ha- you need to have this and you need to feed your dog with this. 
I can feed my dog with whatever I want. I, I can supplement them and over supplement them. For example, there is a very interesting, very interesting thing, but symptom, very, very simple symptom to, to look at. The plaque. Is that how you call it? Not plaque. How you call it, Kamenats? No, what you, what you get on, uh, what the dogs have on their, on their uh, uh, teeth, like a plaque, plaque that plaque. need to be Tartar, right? Is that what we need to be removing with the tartar? Black. Okay. Oh. Both. But what? What? Would, what do we remove? What makes those uh, calcification? How do you call them when it's dirty and calcif calcified? Tartar. They just call it black. Whatever. Black. Okay. There you go. Black. I'm sorry. So let's come to there. I I was like um, we had a another meeting with with uh, this uh, scientist team like a couple of days ago. Uh, bringing in this topic of uh, because we wanted to develop an, uh, an amazing product for the black uh, removal, right? And then in order to remove something, we need to know how that something uh, it's got created. Where where is the essence of its creation, right? So what happens is that the plaque becomes uh, calcification of the uh, calcification and the mineralization of the very natural. Uh, a layer of the plaque that's that's in that should be there on on the teeth, but it's not. It shouldn't be over over plaque. Like it shouldn't be calcified. It shouldn't be uh, mineralized, right? Okay. And then what? Uh, where the calcification and over mineralization comes from? From their excessive calcium in the dog's body. Where uh. the excessive calcium in the dog's body comes from? by having a thyroid not functioning properly. What leads to the thyroid not functioning properly and then having this disbalance in the relationship of the how the metabolism of the calcium to the magnesium or the calcium to the, uh, to the potassium is happening in the dog's body is because the thyroid glands getting shut off. Why the thyroid glands is shutting off? Because of the chronic stress. So seventy. So it's kind of we can remove the plaque because it's overextended. It's there. It's calcified. It's need to be removed because it's uh, uh, you know uh, creating a mess and the bad breath because of the bacteria and everything that gets stuck there. So we, we can treat the symptoms and the symptoms will keep coming. We're gonna uh, we're gonna learn. Oh, that's because the dog is not eating the bones, so he can't rub it. We are not. Uh, we are feeding the dog with the. Food that they don't chew, or they, they, whatever, whatever the reason we find on a logical way, the question becomes like, why this mineralization happens on the first end? Because it's not normal. The calcium, the the mineralization happens because of the excessive calcium in the saliva. Yeah. Where that comes from? From the bad metabolism of the calcium. Who controls the metabolism of the calcium? Thyroid. Why the thyroid is affected? Because of the stress. Oh my God! My have my dog has a plaque. He lives in the stress environment. So you can brush his teeth, but until you do not remove the stress, that's only re there is no magic pill for that. Removing right. the stress means starting communicating with your dog properly. And this uh, the formula comes again back to the foundation communication. Yeah, the foundation is the communication because without that, then what you do with the nutrition is not going to be as effective. Yeah, there you go. It's not yeah. going to be. A, I, I got a question on a dogs that are eating two pounds of meat a day. Are they vegetarian? Because that meat just comes in and goes out. That's it. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens. The, yeah. and especially if the dogs are eating not the organ meat, but they are eating like a steaks and the beautiful, healthy, human grade meat. What's actually having a very complicated digestion process in order to uh, take them down into amino acids that are actually usable to the dog food, to the to the dog's body. But because those chains of the proteins are very, uh, very complicated to, to bring down and the digestion lasts forever. And if the dog's body is just not producing enough hormones for that to happen, that meat just comes in and goes out. And then yeah. you have a dog that looks like eating meat, two pounds of meat a day. The outcome of that body after digestion is a vegetarian-like body of the carnivore. Mm. And then on the other side, when you look where the, where the root cause of that is, is in a 
chronic stress. Yeah, and I, I still think that's where it goes back to, I mean, we could do a whole science episode on the nutrition piece, the nutrition part of the formula, just because, I mean, you, we're just talking about all that. It's fascinating. And I think it, I mean, it really resonates what I feel like I've even learned on my own personal journey and what a lot of my friends, you know, in, in the stress environment that you're in and like your work, it, how it breaks down your health you know, it, like it doesn't matter then if you, you can work out or try to eat right and do all the things. But if you're constantly in an environment that is not healthy, it's almost like nothing you're doing outside of that is can keep up with what's happening there. So that is the first place to really look at for your overall health for yourself and for your dog. Yeah. And because if we don't, we don't, if we don't know how to communicate with them though, I mean, I think that goes back, that gets back to the, really the heart of the issue is we can mean really well for our dog, but if we don't understand their behavior is how they communicate with us, then we miss a lot of the signals, signs, and things that are going on with them that would help us better take care of them if we, if we would invest the time in ourselves to learn that. Yeah, because no no dog should go to the to the training school. No dog should go to any obedience school. Who need to go to your school is a owner, the dog imam, to learn the canine language. That's it. That's yeah. the only thing we need. You don't need to take time to bring the dogs to any. I love you all who train the dogs, but I think the time of obedient training is past gone. <laughs> like we are go over, we are overgoing that. We are thinking now about uh, dogs as a conscious being that are able to provide love and sacrifice for us in in their service to us, and they're gonna do it anyhow. What we need to do is pay back with the love and respect to the species and the way they are able to interact with us the best possible way. So who need to go to the school is a doggy we, mom. Yeah. We need to go. The doggy parents need to go to the school to learn the canine language, the language of their babies. And that's yeah. it. And then yeah. when you come they home. Do that. Parents do that for their kids. So it's like, and dogs are such a part of our valued part of our family that it's time to invest in that too. Because the kids are raised in a family and the language comes like an outcome of conditioning, already conditioning, yeah. the cultural conditioning, right? right but the dogs right. are not able to do that because they are they, they will not be able to learn English or German or Serbian or whatever other language, right. France. Right. We need to learn a canine language. And it's very simple because it's a very natural language, even for the humans, because leads us back to a back structure of the family back survival of the family, the group survival of the family. It's so easy. It's very natural to us. Uh, and now, you know, we are we are in the time when we need to redefine the roles and redefine the, 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 the how you call that, the terms and things like that. But the fundamental structure of the human family is like that for centuries and it will remain till the end of the time. It's mm -hmm. the same. And that's where we are. That's why we were able to create such an, a strong bond with the dogs because of the structure of the family. That's a fundamental group in, in, the, in the consciousness of the group survival. And okay. that's where the belonging starts from. How do, how do people get hooked up with this, though, then? Because it's so important. Like, how do they start learning? I, I know my my friends that have dogs like anytime i mention any of this they're like wow that makes so much sense that makes so much sense but then they're still they're like well how do i do it differently then like i had another another friend that he has a bulldog and he's a puppy and he's jumping and pulling on the leash and he's like ah you know and i'm like i i know because of the conversations you and i've had i'm like there's something going on here like you need to talk to sasha but how, how? like what is the best way for people to get plugged in to start they, learning canine communication. So the, the, the easiest way would be, we're gonna now um, promise start doing these, um, you know, webinars in the talking about the canine communication, exposing the canine language okay. to the broader audience. But if you suffer anything like um, now that you wanna learn about, like and fix, fix the problem yeah, yeah, that yeah. you have by getting yourself in a school, like we do provide a consultation um, and every one of you is very welcome to contact us through the uh, email like um, sasha at sasharis.com, right? S-A-S-H-A-R-I-E-S-S, -S -S, like, dot com. Well, do or, that because then, oh, go, go ahead. 
or you can like find a little more uh, on the sasheries.com or purelovenharmony.com web pages to learn about this and uh, yeah. to kind of find a way to schedule uh, either uh, like private email email, 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 like yeah, like definitely reach out, DM, DM yeah, on DM. Instagram. Anytime you, we are very, very reachable, like email. We're going to put together a research, we're going to put together like a, a beta program. And if you ha if you are watching us and you have an issue with your dog or you have questions, send, send us your questions and we'll try to answer them here so we can kind of get the ball rolling with everybody understanding as much as we can, like how they can learn this new type of communication or become aware of it. And then get plugged in with the beta program we're going to do with with the doggy moms and doggy dads. And um, there's going to be more information coming from that. But if you're interested in that, email or DM us and just let us know you're interested. And then we can send you a form to find out a little bit more about what's going on with you and your dog and see if you're a good fit for for that program. And then the academy is going to launch soon, right? Where, I mean, you can do a consultation now. Yeah. Always do the consultation. You can always do that. Yeah, the consultation, either um, emotional detachment uh, to attach properly, right? The order of harmony that's uh, available. And we are like really busy doing those programs. Like I, I really enjoy doing them. And um, that's kind of part of the family constellation. Um, uh, oh my tools. gosh, can I just tell everybody how helpful they are, Sasha? Yes, please. I did that with Sasha and um, oh my gosh, it was so insightful and so helpful for me personally beyond even with my dog. So like it helped me understand her, it helped me understand me, it helped me understand the whole like construct of what's going on in my family. It was super helpful, it didn't take long, very easy and very like very insightful. Yeah very powerful and, and emotional that's why it kind of takes us because that's that's what that's what's very important to find uh, to find an energy glitch and the, the, what actually becomes like every as i said like a, every secret becomes a destiny of yes. the family yeah. and until its secret is not revealed the destiny going to keep circling right like a like a like a like a wheel over and over and over. And then who suffers down that road? The kids and the dogs. And the dogs. The kids and the dogs, because the kids are taking the burden of their parents yeah. mm -hmm. and trying to save them in the same manner as the dogs are trying to save the masters. So that's why it's so important for every one of us that has a family, that has children, that has dogs. Every single time when you see the circles of the repetition, are keeps uh, like rolling us around, we need to dive in into a family consciousness. And there yeah. are the tools to the family consciousness therapy to reach that destinations. And uh, I, I myself on the journey of uh, learning the family constellation therapy and uh, providing it as myself since 2015. So that's mm -hmm. a long journey of discovery and it was so natural for me because it was just so natural for me to just understand consciously like what I was aware entire my life by getting yeah. dogs in my life, by seeing other people living with the dogs and how the dogs take over the, 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 the things from the humans, from their yeah. family and the humans. And then you see the dog slowly, you know, deteriorate, how you say that? Like, you know, it's great. Yes. And yeah. that's that's exactly sometimes what the kids would do. And sometimes better the dog better dogs than the kids. But oh, but yeah, also so, so much of us are unlearning generational you know, trauma or things that were passed down in our families only because our you know, our parents are human. If they didn't work through their things, they, they there's no way for them not to pass it down to us. Yeah. Someone we, need to do the homework. Yeah, and, and if so we, we, get if we decide, don't do it. Right, we get to decide, do we want to keep passing that on or do we want to let it stop with us and create something different? And we do that in our own lives, but we do that then for our children and for our dogs. Yes, and that's what, that's what makes uh, doggy parenting in this millennial generation very important. Because mm -hmm. if you would learn how to be a, a proper doggy parent, right, to see your furry child 
for with the eyes of who they really are, right? Who they really are. Like they are the dogs that have their own needs, their own um, dynamics, and their own perception of the world, and their own understanding through their prism of consciousness, their place in this world. And if right. we would be able to learn from that, to observe the dog, to give them what they really need, regardless what we think they need, Right. That would set them up for the parenthood of the new age because right. that will help them understand for the new parents that don't have a baby like a human babies yet. This learning experience from the being a proper doggy parent can give you tools to raise the child perfectly, yeah. properly. Yeah, with that, with, that, that with, with not that kind of like overprotectiveness and uh, overworrying that actually puts all the burden on the, on the ones that we worry about yeah. because they do have strength. They do are, you know, creatures of the universe and the God, call it whatever you want. They, they came to this world with their own uniqueness. And the only way to build on that uniqueness, we need to be in support on that uniqueness, not yeah. to, not to, as they, as they did it to us, not to compress it and not to make it obey to any rules, not to fit in any, 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 any box or being uh, just to be good and to get good grades and to be proud and whatever. No, the love is there for my children. Either they are president or the homeless people by the choice of their doings in their life. I'm there for them and I love them and that the, their presidency or the homelessness will never take away a love that I have for them and they need to be sure and always ensured that that's there. And then what they're going to do from that life, it's just on them. And that's what we need to learn because whatever happened, we yeah. can say, it, it's there is nothing can be undone on that way. Everything is as is. Everything happened as is, and we can do that. But what's going to happen tomorrow? That's exactly only depends on me. Which kind of life I'm going to live from tomorrow? It's only on me. Yeah. And that's what I think it's encouraging to all the generation of the people that are choosing dogs instead of children because. They don't want to raise the children as they were raised. And that's completely legit decisions. How can I say? Interesting. Well, what? But you can choose. You can. What do you say? Okay, you need to talk a little bit. He said, I should like you to talk. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you can. I mean, just like what you're saying, though, you we get to choose how we want to do it. If we don't like how we were raised, we can choose to raise our kids a different way. And if, but that requires us learning some new things and unlearning some things and being willing to look at ourselves and, you know, call ourselves out in a, in a loving, compassionate way. Like that, you know, we, we take in things and do things a lot of times because that's what we were taught. But if we don't like the patterns we're seeing in our lives, or we don't like the results of, of, of the evidence that's showing up, then we get to look at that and make different choices and heal heal things, choose different things, change things. And I think that like, as it comes back to dogs, it's so much that same type of thing where if we're willing and committed to raise our consciousness of ourself as, as humans, like that spills over into everything, into our lives. Um, so we're going to have better relationships. We're going to better friendships. We're going to have better health. And then we're going to be able to provide that to our dogs too. Yeah, and that's that's and but then it uh, requires okay. the learning. It requires the unlearning and the learning, and that that's what I think is so great about pure love and harmony, is it provides that awareness. If if for for the doggy parents that are willing and want to do it differently, and and wake up to like, oh, this obedience training, it, it's getting my dog to not do this or do this, but they're not really happy. It's going to affect their health, and they and it's going to affect possibly how long they live. Yeah, that's all connected. But if I if I can take the time to learn how to, to do things differently, it's, I mean, seriously, Sasha, though, this is so much going to help. It helps people with their own journey too. The, this the, this like like your dog might end up bringing you here. <laughs> yeah. But you get to grow so much through learning how to be a better conscious 
doggy parent because it's it really is all just about awareness and if you think about a dog being a conscious being then you don't want to treat i mean i think i think the world a lot of ways is waking up to that where they don't want to see animals Suffer. and things like that like everything every form of life even our planet is to be valued and respected and honored and then the relationship we have with it benefits everybody like mm. us treating the earth better gives the earth a better way to like run itself right because it like nature is amazing and does its own thing if we're doing things to hurt it that also hurts us but if we do things to help it nature helps us and like it's just this beautiful universal law of reciprocity and i think dogs fit so into that because dogs have this beautiful way that they want to have us as their master and if we can learn how to honor that in them we get a more beautiful loyal companion but we also get that like no that piece of knowing that they're they're living a like a fulfilled happy healthy existence i mean you know everybody wins in it because that is the universal law of reciprocity like when we give that goodness that goodness comes back but it doesn't just come we we need to evolve and we need to take that responsibility to learn and work on those things in ourselves but the payoff is we get that i mean more than what can we can even like grasp we yep. get that like back tenfold but in ways we're not even able to conceive you you said that uh, wonderfully on the beginning of this uh, of this chat or episode uh, where you said like we get to learn about this self-leadership through leading our life the way we want but as every single who am i uh, because the, the answer to the question, who am I, where do I come from, where I'm supposed to go, mm -hmm. are coming from things that we can answer much easier, who I'm not, where do I not come from, and where do I not want to go. Yeah. And that's unlearning or who I'm not. It's, you know, our journey, it uh, starts from unlearning who we thought we were. Yeah, or who we were told we are. Yeah, that that what that exactly yeah. that's yeah. exactly what I wanted to say. Thank you. So that that becomes a self leader master mastery through the this program by becoming someone that's able to open the eyes to the dog and to see the dog as a doggy baby, as someone that do need a parent that doesn't have an evolved parent anymore. Now it's a human parent, and this interspecies. The first thing we need to do is to take those glasses of humanizing the dog and I know what's best for them because it's good for me. No, right. it's not going that way because it's a, that's the same thing that your mom told you that you need to eat carrot because she loved them and because her mom told her if she eats carrot with the eyes, everything's going to be good. So now we don't want to force that because that's actually formula for disaster. Right. And we... we, we because we, we are the proof. I'm the proof of that. Yeah, it's, it's because it's really selfish and unaware to think that just because I like this, you will like this too. Or just because I think this is a good decision that you need to make that decision too. True, yes. Because even like there, it's not true. Even the children that comes into our lives are not ours. They're a separate soul with a separate DNA, like of what they're going to become and a destiny and everything. And our dogs are dogs. So they have a different way they communicate and navigate things. And we get, you know, if we're good, but we're going to spend a relationship with them. We need to learn how to do that. Yes. And that's the first thing we need to do. And as of so far, like it's only me, it, it's only at the pure love and harmony where you can get these informations because there is no out there the place that teaches it the way that how to uh, turn the this unlearning to a learning process of the modern um, uh, yeah. doggy parenting uh, yeah. without anything without any without am i am i too uh, liberal or when i'm talking about the doggy parenting and i know that a lot of people uh, uh, will you know especially from the dog world and the dog professional world uh, are always criticizing me for using this language. 
But I think like the, if we come down to the level of the feeling and respect of the other people's feelings, it's exactly how they feel, the doggy parents. And we need to teach doggy parents their doggy babies language. And uh, the other places gonna gonna teach you and uh, not not that I have anything against other places. I'm just I'm just telling that at this place at Pure Love and Harmony, we over we open the new layer of understanding the dog human relationship. And it's nothing ah. it's nothing to do with the obedience. It's nothing to do with the training. It's nothing to do with the correcting anything. It's to is about to create an environment in which the doggy babies choose willingly to communicate with us in accepted way of behaving. In yeah. order to come that, we need to be very strict and precise in a way of communicating what we want. But that's also, if I'm able to communicate precisely with my dog, so the response I get from him is a precise the way I want him to behave and I accept well, behavior in the home. It's different though. Like, I think it goes back to the root, Sasha. It's like a different thing. It's not just communicating. It's understanding that there's something at the root of a behavior. So it's like, like you can take addiction, right? Like smoking, drinking, overeating, you know, anything that we do to avoid dealing with a feeling, a, a something, a pain, whatever. There's at the core, but you can stop the behavior. You can tell someone, go to Weight Watchers, only eat this many calories, blah, blah, blah. And they can do it for a certain amount of time. Yeah, but, wonderful. You said wonderful that. It's behavior modification. It's not getting to the root of why are they wanting to eat so much in the first place or why are they wanting to eat unhealthy food or why are they waiting to eat, you know, all these things. Like there's a why behind those things <laughs> that really understand that as a person. And then when you get to that baseline, whatever that hurt is, that belief is, that underpinning thing is, then all of a sudden it changes and the food is not the issue. Yeah. It's a symptom I'm of the issue. And I think that's what you're saying with the dog. It's like understanding that if we just do, it's not saying it's bad because we need, everybody needs to behave a certain way. We can't all like run chaotically in the world and it's going to work, but it's treating people with like that respect and love and trust. You can operate a different way to get behavior from from each other that's not forced behavior by fear or suppression it's love and respect and honor um but it's that's like at the root of like a dog's misbehavior there's something at the root of that and and when we try to do it just by modifying the behavior it can work to get a, a, a outcome but it's not really it's not really treating the dog with that same love and respect and so it's affecting the happiness at their core and their well-being. So, so like, it's understanding that the communication goes deeper than just communication. It's a, it's a kind of a way of being with the dog. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's, that's actually perfectly said, as you always, you know, paint it so nicely that I see my own words in the different pictures. So thank you <laughs> so much for that as well. Uh, but the, uh, the entire, the entire point of why I wanted to say this was if we will be able to learn this to do with the dogs then we will be, that that's a that's a that's a new habit that's a new um character yeah. that's a new that's a new me who sees my dog in the way the dog wants and is to yeah. be seen yeah. but then that helps me see you and see yeah. my wife and see my husband and see my mom and see my child and see the president and see Absolutely. the ones that I don't like and the, everyone the way they are and to give respect and love. And then can you imagine the world we would live in if this would be like... Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's where the harmony, like we would be in pure harmony then. We would be in pure love and harmony living with each yeah. other. And the dogs can be a great catalyst for that. Great catalyst for that. I think that's a good place for us to kind of like wrap up today and keep talking about this though, because I, I think this, especially communication being the foundation of the hierarchy, mm. you know, of the formula, there's more to talk about it. Um, 
And I still would encourage people to do a consultation because it, it's just, it's like going to therapy is so good for you to get awareness for yourself and have a safe space to like sort through the things in your life that you're just not sure about, or maybe something's not working and you have a place to go, like have somebody else have a viewpoint of you in your life, be a mirror that you can have a place like this to go with your dog and go like, he's doing this or she's doing this. And I don't know what that means. I would give anything to go back and do that. I have met you earlier with Izzy and understood what she was trying to tell me. I can't regret it. I got to learn from it, but the insight, that's why I'm so passionate about this. I think too, like I understand it better. And if you have a dog and you can get this information now, it just, it just will deepen and enrich everything so much. And, and you have more confidence that you're doing everything you can. Mm. And it, like she, like it's a win-win though, because her behavior really was trying to tell me things, yep. both, both what I needed and what she needed. I just didn't understand the language, you know? So to, to have this, I mean, I just, that's why I want to say like, so I want more people to learn about this because I think it will lead to more harmonious world. relationships all the way around, which translates into a harmonious world. Yeah. There you go. Great yeah. place to stop and to you a lot yeah. of food for thoughts. We Absolutely. were happy to reveal with you a uh, fundamentals of the pure love and harmony wellness formula that leads to a, a happy and healthy dog that's actually founded in a proper communication through the proper nutrition in the wonderful expression and beauty. And it's the only way, um, and you can't, you can't do it other way around. I tried all, all, <laughs> tried, you tried all the tricks, all the and this is how it, this is how actually it should be, it should be done. And now I'm happy that actually we, I, I get it to the point where it becomes a very, uh, very, yeah, very, very actually formula, if I can say so. And then from, from there you can, you can take it and then you, we are very welcome and seeing you in any of our upcoming podcasts or uh, DM us or text us, comment or write me an email to schedule a private consultation on the canine communication if you have any behavioral issues uh, or do you want to dive in into emotional entanglements or through the order of harmony. All of those possibilities that you can um, purchase now, you can find on the webpage Pure Love and Harmony. And like I, I, I'm, I'm happy to see you on the other side in the backstage, or in yes, the back end yes, of this, uh, of this I'm podcast, in the very yeah. private as and safe environment that I'll really, um, you know, give all of my passion and knowledge uh, yeah. to ser in serve in service to you and your dogs. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. I Thank you so I much. Agree. Until Thank next you. time, you have a wonderful time. time in Paris, please. Um, any croissant and cappuccino for us too, please. Too. I will. I'll, I'll <laughs> dedicate one for us. <laughs> okay. <We'll laughs> Wonderful. Uh, thank you so much once again. And then um, see you next time. See you next week. Bye. Au revoir.